When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the asshole for being annoyed? My mother-in-law ate my dinner. This posted by Not a Hip. Tonight, my mother-in-law came over for dinner. I made Swedish meatballs and gravy with mashed potatoes, broccoli, and homemade bread. Ooh, suddenly, I am very hungry. In my house, we tend to eat in the lounge room unless it's a big event, so I dish up everyone's meal. Kids, mother-in-law, and husband. I take their meals to them, and then before serving mine, I have to run out to the line and grab some clothes that I hung out earlier. No big deal. I served up generous portions for everyone, way more than I thought they could eat, but when I got back from the line, my dinner was gone. I asked if anyone knew what happened to the food on the bench, and mother-in-law pipes up and says she wanted some more. She's piled up her bowl full of meatballs, way more than she would ever eat. I'm stunned. I figured, oh well, I'll just grab some fast food a bit later or something because she was super hungry. My bad for not cooking enough. But once she's eaten what she wants, she asks for a container so she can take the extra portion home for dinner the next night. I'm pretty annoyed at this point and mentioned that it was meant to be my dinner for that night, not her takeaway meal for the next night. She says, oh, well, you can eat it then. And I reply with, no, thank you, and hand her a container. I didn't want to eat her leftovers. She leaves and my husband puts the kids to bed. When he comes back in, he asks what's wrong and I tell him that I'm hungry. I cooked the meal and didn't get to eat any of it and I'm pissed off about it. He agrees mother-in-law was way out of line and messages her that her actions were greedy and selfish. She owes me an apology. Time out. Can we just take a moment to appreciate that the husband actually sided with the wife and not the mother-in-law? Thank you. She replies telling him that I acted like an asshole. I should have cooked more and anticipated that she would take home a portion for the next day. She offered me what she didn't eat and I didn't want it. It's not her fault and I owe her an apology for my attitude and snarky comment. She's also posting on social media about what happened and people are saying that I'm the asshole and a rude hostess. I should also add that I'm currently pregnant and I feel like I can be quite unreasonable at times due to hormones. Am I the asshole? No! No, you're not the asshole. Wait, you're pregnant? And she took your food knowing that was all that left and she left you nothing and you're pregnant? What f***ing universe is this where that's okay? I am so, so glad that your husband agreed with you here and said that she was way out of line and actually messaged her about it. What a piece of shit person to not only take the food of a pregnant woman, immediately ask Con 1 offense. She's there. If there was something past Ask Con 1, she'd be there too. Because now she's posting on social media about it trying to get sympathy? Dude. Mother-in-law needs to be banned from the house. That's all there is to it. You should have anticipated that you were going to send home food for the week for her? What? You're supposed to make extras so that your guests can take Tupperware home? I don't... <laughs> what culture is this? Why, 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 what would cause mother-in-law to feel like this was okay? I don't understand any of this. The only part of this that I understand is that mother-in-law is an asshat. Mother-in-law is maybe what's past Ascon 1 is the C word. I don't know, but she has me fired up right now. You are not an asshole in any way, shape, or form. You let her go ahead and take everything instead of saying, excuse me, that food was meant for me and my baby that's inside of me, you selfish bitch. Instead, you just let her eat it or let her take it. And then when she didn't even finish it all, she wanted to take it home. 
Oh my god. Please kick this woman out of your life. This woman is nothing but drama, and she's going to continue to cause all kinds of drama. The fact that she took it to social and is openly calling you out on this. Not like your Reddit posts where you're anonymous here. She is openly calling you out with people who know who you are. What a shit stick. No contact with mother-in-law. You're not the asshole. Mother-in-law's an ass con one. Bravo to husband for stepping up, but now he has to step up again and step up harder and go no contact with this biatch. Put that in a Tupperware container. Enjoy them Swedish meatballs, mother-in-law. It's the last thing you're ever gonna taste from this family. Turn my back on you, mother-in-law. Turn my back on you. Don't ever come back here. I said good day. Jesus. Also, let's just pause to take a moment and celebrate those of us who have functional good mothers and mother-in-laws in in our families and in our lives. Holy crap, look how bad it could be. I am so sorry that you, OP, are having to deal with this shit when you're pregnant. I mean, at all, but especially when you're pregnant. Don't ever invite that woman over for anything ever again. Anything. Ever. Ever. You know what? Take this video. Share a link on her post on social so that her asshole friends can see what an asshole she really is. Woosa. Am I the asshole for how I fought my boyfriend's medical bill going too far? My boyfriend had to go to the ER after an accident and he got a truly ridiculous bill back. I offered to fight the bill for him because I've done it before and he said sure. I went all out because honestly if we were out five grand after insurance that would f*** up our holiday plans pretty bad. So I had him call the hospital and authorize me to handle his bill and access his medical records. Got an itemized bill and compared the prices for each code to the fair prices. Called billing to dispute the bill but was told that billing only collects bills and I need to contact admin to dispute. Bounced around a call center for hours trying to get someone who was actually qualified for bill disputes and getting nowhere. Google and LinkedIn searched for the hospital board of directors and upper management. Got 30 emails of the most influential people at the hospital plus the hospital's investors. Every day would send a few emails working my way up the chain and writing an increasingly long email describing how they billed my client at seven times over the fair price for services rendered and how their billing department, customer service department, and the growing list of management I had emailed had failed to address the issue. Escalated the emails until I was writing the director level staff with the entire board of directors and a number of outside investors CC'd, asking for a written statement regarding their justification for billing at a rate seven times higher than the national average, for commensurate services to what is available at other hospitals, and sternly laying out the failures to appropriately respond at every level of the company. Well, once I had done all that, which was honestly only like 15 minutes a day, they reduced the bill from $5,000 to $26. Yep, $26. Well, I told my boyfriend the good news, and at first he was overjoyed and blown away, like literally jumping up and down and hugging me, saying I was literally a Christmas miracle. But then he asked how I did it. I said it wasn't too hard, I just had to send a couple of emails each day. He was curious what I'd said, and I handed him my phone. He started to get stressed, and flipping back through other emails, which there were like 60 of, he told me I went way too far. He was expecting me to dispute through their billing department or something normal and reasonable like that. Not internet stalk every single manager and board member in a investor and harassed them into dropping the bill. I was frustrated because I just saved us five grand, actually made it possible for us to afford a nice Christmas and save some money, and he was mad at me because I'd been a bit of a hard ass? I was furious, and he was also mad at me, saying he authorized me to dispute his bill, not basically threaten and harass a whole damn hospital for weeks. Am I the asshole for how I got my boyfriend's medical bills dropped? Hells no, he should be kissing your face. 
feet. $5,000 dropped to $26. And he's pissed at you because you did too much? <laughs> Hell no. Nah. That ain't right. No, Miss Dingus Daisy. That's the OP's name. You are not the asshole at all for how you handled this. The mission was to reduce the bill. That's what you set out to attempt to do. The hospital failed to even communicate with you. So you had to work your way further up and further up and further up. You did the right thing. You did way more than anyone else would normally do. And maybe that's what he's pissed about. The only reason or the only way that I can see that he would be offended at this or worried about this in any way, shape, or form is that if he had some kind of community position where where the people on the board or the hospital admins or something like that knew who he was and this affected his community position in some way, maybe I could see that being harmful. Sans that, what harm could this bring at all? If he's not a community player that gives a shit what any of these people think, why does he give a shit what any of these people think? And also, even if he does know who they are, and even if this changes their view on him, it's a good wake-up call for them that they're billing seven times the national average for the fair price of these things. You brought it down to 26 f***ing dollars from five grand. What more would the guy want you to do? God, I would be showering my wife with $4,974 worth of something. Is that right? Yeah, $4,974. He owes you that much love, respect, and thanks. You're not the asshole at all. If he had some kind of issue where he wanted you to be careful about how you handled this, like I said, because of some kind of community position or the people that you were reaching out to at some point, their opinion mattered to him in some way, shape, or form, he should have laid those details out in the beginning, but he didn't. So, you had no restrictions to work within. The mission was to get the bill down, because it was ridiculous, and that's exactly what you did. You're a goddamn hero, Miss Dingus Daisy. My goodness. You're not the asshole at all. Let's see where your boyfriend lands on the Ascon scale here because he's there being mad at you for saving him $4,974. My goodness. Okay, here we go. Reminder, Ascon 1 is no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. Ascon 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. Ascon 3 is you probably should have approached that differently. Ascon 4 is you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole. Maybe you're not. This one's kind of tough. That's a shitty thing to do to get mad at someone for saving you $4,000. $974, sir. So my gut was Ascon 1, but if he's got some kind of reason for it, he could be an Ascon 2 here. Not knowing that, I'm going to say Ascon 1. Your homeboy here is a complete Ascon 1 dickhead. Tell him he owes you $4,974 worth of groveling. Excuse me, ma'am. You're too good. I'm angry because you're too good and you did too much. You saved me too much money. I'm sorry. I'm angry now. Now I feel like I'm taking charity because you ran after these people so hard and saved me so much money. I feel like I'm going to be looked down on by all these people because you saved me all this money for how they were overcharging me and it was basically going to ruin my Christmas. Maybe even more than that. So screw you for saving me so much money. This guy, I can't, I can't believe this guy. If somebody had done that for me, freaking wine and roses, man. OP's boyfriend, if you were watching this, if you are listening to me, she just saved you a f ton of money, man. Don't be a dick about it. You need to be doing whatever this woman says for a long time. Okay, she just saved you a lot and you repay her by getting angry about it. Put him back in the hospital. Tell him to take him back and do that much work over again. I don't even know what to say. I am at a loss for words. You better take this boy back to the hospital and get him a CAT scan. He needs his head examined.
Am I the asshole for working my teenage child to death with chores? This posted by introverted like woe. I, 32 female, have two children, 14 female and 5 male, with my partner, 39 male. My daughter has been diagnosed with ADHD and currently attends a private school on a scholarship. She met a friend there who also has ADHD. Let's call her Leslie. I picked her up for the day a few weeks ago to have a girl's day. She complained a lot about how hard her parents are on her and how much she cries because of it. I tried to empathize without judging either side. Later, I brought them back to my house and as soon as we got home, my daughter took out the trash. Leslie said, My parents never make me do that. I just said that I understand and we have our own system here that works. Then she saw the chore board we have for our daughter and she was horrified. Every day of the week, minus weekends, my daughter has three chores per day. It is usually one lengthy chore with two easy ones, like do the dishes, wipe the counters, take out the trash. It usually takes 30 to 60 minutes to complete. Then at the end of the week, she gets $20. Sometimes she might not want to do the dishes, so I will do them that day and she can pick a different chore. If she ends up doing more than we asked, she gets double. We write them on the board because with her ADHD, she has a hard time remembering, but she is going to be an adult in like four years and I need to be sure that she can manage household responsibilities on her own. I still do the bulk of the housework, but her chores really help me out. My son has chores too, but it's usually small things like picking up his toys and he gets $5 at the end of the week since he doesn't do nearly as much as she does. Later that day, her mom called me and told me how uncalled for it is that I have my developmentally disabled daughter doing so many chores and that I was working her to death. I just responded that I feel like what I'm doing is the right thing by making sure she can keep up with her responsibilities abilities and take care of herself because I won't always be around. And she doesn't have to do chores, but she must if she wants an allowance. I asked some friends and they mostly seem divided. My family supports my current system. I asked my daughter how she felt and she said that sometimes she doesn't feel like doing chores, but she likes getting an allowance and wants to keep the current system. Is this what the world has come to? Is this where we're at now that by giving your kids chores, even though you're paying for them, you're a shit parent? Is that where the world is now? Holy f- I know this is going to be a discussion amongst everyone, and I'm sure that everyone came from different backgrounds, but mostly I think the times have changed this, because when I was a kid, we had chores, and you didn't get paid for them, you just f***ing did them, because you had to. And when my parents were young, they did even more chores, and they just did them because they had to, and they didn't get paid for them. Now, we pay kids to do chores, and even that gets called out by people, because the girl has ADHD. If anything, my experience with kids with ADHD is that when they have a task, it's really good for them because it gives them something to focus on and they actually become more focused and more productive when they have a mission. And yeah, this kid's going to be an adult in a few years. She's 14. She's going to need to know how to do these things for herself. If you ever want her to become an independent adult, she needs to learn how to do these things. Also, she's learning how to work to make money, which is an important thing to learn if you're going to provide this girl with a foundation to let her be a productive member of society, right? The other girl, her friend, who also has ADHD, who doesn't have to do shit at home, seems to me like she's going to be an entitled, worthless person who never has done anything for herself and whose sole mission in life is to find some dude with money and marry him and get waited on by servants. I don't know what the f- what is going on here. That's my take here. Is it wrong to give kids chores even though you're paying them for them? It seems to me like this is teaching OP's daughter some really valuable lessons and also teaching her how to harness her ADHD into fuel to 
actually get shit done. And you know what? She's going to need that. Leslie, the friend here, who is also ADHD from the private school who probably isn't on scholarship, probably comes from a more wealthy background, doesn't have to do shit. And Leslie's mom here is flying all kinds of asshole flags around calling OP to chew her out for working her developmentally disabled child to death by having her do chores that she gets paid for. She doesn't have to do them. She chooses to do them so that she can make money. She said so herself. Sometimes she doesn't feel like doing them, but she chooses to because she wants to make the money. Guess what? That same decision is gonna come up every day when she has to go to work. And there are pieces of everyone's job. Even if you love your job, there's gonna be a piece of it that you don't like, but you do it anyway because you want to make money, right? This one kind of lights me on fire. And maybe it's because I'm old school and I feel like learning the value of hard work is something that is super important for kids. Learning to be able to be functional and independent is something that is super important for kids and it's up to us to teach them to do that. Otherwise, how the f*** are they going to learn? They're going to get out there and learn the hard way by not being able to do anything for themselves and not being able to function at all. Gosh, OP, not an asshole at all. Leslie's mom is an ASCON one. That's just a terrible human being to call you up and to say that shit. ADHD, while it may be technically classified as a developmental disability, is something that isn't debilitating, right? Having ADHD doesn't mean that you can't be a functional member of society. It doesn't mean that you can't be an independent human being. It doesn't mean that you can't have a successful future, but you have to develop the skills to be able to make those things happen, right? Maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't feel like I am. Hmm. This one really gets me. And I think it's because we see more and more and more kids not understanding the value of hard work, which is one of the reasons that I am a big proponent of kids getting involved in youth sports. Because even if they're not the star player, they learn the value of hard work, right? And they learn the value of the more you put in, the more you get out. You can outwork anyone. And that's a lesson that I think you learn through sports, but also through doing this kind of stuff, doing chores, doing work at home, like figuring it out. These are skills that are important to learn in life. But are we as a society to this point where kids can't do chores, period? Are we as a society to a point where kids with ADHD can't do chores because it's working them to death? You guys give me your two cents on this. I feel like this is going to be a split one, but I hope the world doesn't disagree with me here. I hope our future isn't that bleak to where we're going to have this this future of, of young adults who just don't know how to do a damn thing because their parents never taught them how to do it. Is that where we're headed? And if so, <sighs> help, help us. Uh, help me, Tom Cruise. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. Help me. Help me, Tom Cruise. Save me with the witchcraft. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. Ah! This scares the living shit out of me. Am I the asshole for making my parents choose between my sister going to jail or replacing my car with their vacation money? This sounds like a large problem. This posted by Spirited Boat 6380. I, female 17, live with my parents. I have an older sister, 29, that they had when they were super young. Like, I think my mom was 19 and my dad was 18. They did not do a great job with her and she has a lot of problems. She is chronically unemployed and she is a thief. She has two kids that are okay. They live with us as well because her boyfriend didn't want them around. I like the kids, but they are spoiled little brats my parents dote on to make up for being shitty parents to their mom. Wow, OP is just cutting straight to the point here. My parents won't let me put a lock on my door because it is their house and they don't want that. 
No problem. I talked to the kids and explained about what would happen if they came into my room without permission. We have an understanding. Well, my sister broke up with her boyfriend and she needed a place to stay. I begged my parents not to let her stay with us. They declined, so I begged again for a lock on my door. No dice. I have to go to school, so I can't guard my stuff at all times. When I came home on Friday, I found my car absolutely trashed and the side of it destroyed. My sister had gone into my room, found my spare key, and taken my car. Then lost control on the ice after a day of eating crap and tossing fast food wrappers everywhere. She sideswiped a tree. When I saw my car, I was livid. I told my parents that I expected her to pay to fix it. They said she didn't have any money, so I said that I would call my grandparents. They had helped me get the car and insurance. After talking with my grandfather, I came back to talk to my parents. I said that the insurance would cover fixing or replacing my car depending on the damage, but that I would have to file a police report, and that my sister would probably be charged for stealing my car. They begged me to tell insurance that she had permission. I said nope. So rather than go through insurance, they are replacing my car. But they are using money that they had set aside to take me and my nieces to Orlando next summer for my graduation. It's fine. I can do without seeing Disney World again. But my parents, sister, and nieces are upset with me saying that I'm an asshole for denying my nieces the opportunity to go on vacation that they never had. I just asked them if a lock for my door would have been cheaper. Am I the asshole? Edit! Hey, I just got home from school. There's a deadbolt on my bedroom door, and my mom gave me the key. She says that she is keeping the other one for emergency. I agree as long as it was only for emergencies. Well, at least there's that. Okay, I actually had to take a minute and think about how I feel about this because I'm not torn, but I think my view changed from beginning to end of the story. My initial thought as I was reading through this was, yeah, it's a shitty situation, but OP kind of sounds like a spoiled brat here. She got a car that she didn't pay for. It got trashed. Yeah, that sucks. But it's not like the parents provided this car for her, right? Her grandparents helped her get it. We don't know exactly what that means, but it was hers. She insures it. Grandparents helped her get it in some capacity, but it was hers. The parents don't have any control over that vehicle. And her older sister did steal it. She took it without permission. So I think OP is founded on everything that she's saying here. It's not her fault that the Orlando trip gets canceled for the nieces. That is not her fault. If anybody's going to get pissed off at anybody for it, they need to be pissed off at the older sister for stealing the car, doing the damage that cost the money that took it away. What the fuck did they expect OP to do about this? I mean, the car's got to get fixed somehow, and yeah, a police report had to be filed, so what play did she have? I don't think she could play it any other way that she did, and the parents were dumbasses for not letting her put a lock on her door in the first place. They were dumbasses for not listening when the 17-year-old, who's much more wise than she should be here, threw red flags and said, please don't do this. If you're gonna do it, please let me put a lock on my fucking door. They didn't listen when their wise as F 17-year-old threw out all these warnings, they just threw caution to the wind and said, come what may, and well, you know what? It came and it cost a lot of money. And here they're still covering their older daughter's ass by not letting OP file the police report and letting insurance take care of it. They chose to cover her ass and use that money. So really, there's two people at fault here. The older sister is obviously toxic and destructive. The parents are facilitating it. They're enablers, right? So they're assholes in this situation as well. I'm going to say OP is not the asshole at all here. My initial view of this story changed as I was reading it. So uh, OP is not the asshole at all here. Her sister obviously has a lot of issues. The parents are probably the real problem here because they didn't listen to anything. This could have all been avoided if they had just let the daughter put a fucking lock on her door and she obviously had very good reasons for it. So come what may. It came, and it cost a vacation. So, if anybody wants to be pissed at anybody, they can be mad at the parents and at the destructo sister. Man, maybe I'm missing something here. You guys tell me what you think, but that sure is what I'm seeing here. 
Am I the asshole for not letting my mother-in-law be the first person to hold my baby? This by throwaway y'all 52, 46, 55. When I, female 26, met my husband's, male 34, mom, I hoped for a healthy mother figure type relationship. She's okay-ish, but she can be a little controlling given that my husband is her only child. She tends to act super protective of him. Bring the red flags. Ooh, they're falling down. It's like it's like a parade to welcome mother-in-laws. When I got pregnant, mother-in-law made a request to be the first person to hold my son after he's born. What, like before you? Before the dad? What? I don't think that's how it works. She wanted to be in the delivery room with me, but I refused to let her. My husband said he'd keep her out of the room under the condition that she'd be the first person to hold the baby. What? I don't think that's how that works either. I didn't agree, but didn't disagree as well. Just stayed silent. The baby was born days ago. All my husband was worried about was having his mom be the first to meet the baby. Okay, more red flags. But she was out of town attending a friend's daughter's wedding. Sometimes the universe aligns and good shit happens. He said she wouldn't be back till two days later. Mom and sister already came to help and they held my son as they were helping me after my husband went back to work. I had no one to help and they were my go-to. Mother-in-law and my husband knew. They both went off and started throwing a fit saying that I betrayed her and that I made a promise then broke it. My husband tried to get her to calm down after she came home lashing out, but she scolded us both, then walked out. He blew up at me saying I screwed up and violated the agreement we had. I said that mom and sister were helping me out and held the baby, so what? He got more pissed and claimed that I had no respect for his mom and her wishes and told me that I hurt her feelings and ruined her grandbaby's birth memory. I couldn't keep arguing. He called me unbelievably selfish and demanded I fix my mistake, but I wasn't sure what he meant by that, like redo the baby's birth and have his mom be the first to hold him. He didn't like my sarcasm said that what I did was sneaky and cold-hearted. He said he should have let his mom in the delivery room. Otherwise, none of this would have happened. They're both still salty about it and sulking hard. Am I the asshole? No, you're not the asshole. What the f*** am I seeing here? Okay, your husband's brainwashed. Number one, his mother-in-law is extremely controlling and overbearing. Mother-in-law be crazy. Like, what in the f***? I've never heard someone demand to be the first one to hold the baby. She doesn't get to make those kind of demands. Why? The fact that your husband is siding with her on all of this just means that he's brainwashed and controlled by his mommy still. Holy shitballs. You just had a kid with this dude. What are you going to do? Here are the options. Number one, you need to start planting seeds to help this guy realize that he's been brainwashed by his mommy. And the fact that her request was completely outlandish and that request was selfish, help him see that she is being unbelievably selfish, not you. She wasn't there. What were you supposed to do? Just hold the baby right here and wait for her to show up? I mean, apparently her being the first to hold the baby was to be the first besides you and your husband. So that's a little bit better than I initially thought it was. But she was out of town attending a friend's daughter's wedding. She left. How in the holy birth canal is your husband pissed about this. I understand why mother-in-law is mad about this because she's crazy because she's mother-in-law. The fact that your husband is taking her side on this is your bigger issue because you just had a baby with this dude. And you're married to him, by the way, so uh, you've got some things to work out here. You've got to make him see that she's being crazy. He's supposed to be on your team here. Also, you just brought a human life into the world. This should be a celebrated moment. The only things he should care about right now are that baby and you. Instead, he's worried about his mommy. Man, she must have a really big thumb and just be pressing it down on him real hard. What in the absolute f- 
mother-in-law is an ASCON one, absolute shit person. Your husband's an ASCON one right now as well. I'm hoping that you can wake his ass up so that you can make him see that his mommy isn't what matters right now. It's that baby and it's you. He's got to realize it. Otherwise, all of your lives are going to be a living hell. Not just you and not just him, but for that kid as well, because that kid is going to be surrounded by drama. Also, you know that mother-in-law wanted to be the first one to hold him because she wants to get that big old thumb on him too. She wants to control the shit out of your son. How are you going to stop this? You've got an uphill battle here, but you better be ready to fight. You better be ready to go mama bear mode and fight for your kid. That's going to involve trying to unbrainwash your husband as well. Holy shit. Yeah, having a kid ain't hot enough. You know, the part after having a kid where you have to care for that brand new baby isn't going to be exhausting enough. Now you have to deal with mother-in-law's bullshit as well and all the damage that's already causing. There was another story that we read that wasn't quite this crazy, but the OP, the mom who had just given birth here or was getting ready to give birth, went no contact with mother-in-law because it was stressing her out and she didn't want stress to negatively affect the baby. You are kind of in a similar situation here. And you have the ability to say, look, this drama is affecting this once-in-a-lifetime moment that should be a celebrated thing. And if you're going to be negative, you don't get to be around. Guess what? Your mom, you get to make those kind of rules. It's time to go mama bear and put your foot down. You don't have to allow this kind of bullshit to happen. You don't. Time to step up. Your husband's got to get off his mommy's teat and start supporting the baby that's going to latch onto yours. Show him this video. He needs to realize how big of an asshat he's being right now. Dude, you're being completely controlled by your mother right now. Be a man. Step up. Take care of your son and your wife. Tell your mom to back the f*** off. And you need to stop advocating for her because it makes you an asshole. You're an ASCON one. That's the worst kind of asshole on our scale, dude. You're there because of your mom. Wake up. We have another follower submission to read. As a reminder, you can submit your story at reddit-setit.com. This one from Kim. Am I the asshole for acting the way I am after two years? Me, female 31, moved in with boyfriend 32 male three years ago. Let's name him John. About six months after moving in, he comes home and tells me he's going on a trip with some friends and he already booked the flight without even talking to me first. Cool throw him. He said it wasn't his trip and his friend is the one inviting him and planned everything and that the trip will be in two months, give or take. But we already had plans for those same dates, but we we're waiting for me to get clear first. John doesn't give me any more information. The night before his trip, I asked him who was going and again he says, just some friends. I immediately got upset and walked away. He then comes over, shows me his phone, and goes into a group chat conversation between the friends. He's scrolling so fast I can't read the messages or who is included in this chat. He tells me the two men that are going. He says that all he knows is that they will be sleeping in one room. So I relaxed and I let it go. The next morning I go to work and later on he leaves. During his trip he is distant. He doesn't text me as much and doesn't FaceTime me at all. Not as norm from previous vacation he has gone on alone. I pay no mind and give him the space so he can enjoy his time with his boys. He comes home from his trip. That same night he mentioned something about a girl and I questioned it. John immediately says, oh baby she was there too and the other two guys wives were also there. He assures that nothing happened and that the one couple slept in the same bed. The single girl, let's name her Amy. <laughs> oh god, really? Really? You named her Amy? Go ahead and throw the red flags for the name alone. Little Amy red flags falling from the sky. 
I'm going to start calling red flags Amy Dust. Amy slept on the second bed. John slept on the floor. And that the second couple decided to get a different room. I do not believe he cheated, but he could have also gotten a room to himself. He just kept saying that it wasn't his trip and that his friend planned everything. Side note, his family owns a business and Amy was always just a customer. Bought her items and left. Amy never had John's number until the trip. A week after this, I found out that Amy has started working at the business. I address why is she there and that this is going to cause issues and that if there is anything else I need to know. John said no. He said that she is just helping out with some things for about four hours a week. Gave me permission to go through his phone, which at the time I did not. I told him she needs to go. Another week passes by and I find out that since they have been back, Amy has been texting John nonstop all different times during the night and day. Throw him again. Oh look, more Amy dust. I went through his phone. He got mad and said I went through his personal stuff and that I don't trust him. I told him, but you gave me permission to do it. Why does it matter if I do it in front of you or not? John's argument was that the contact of the messages are appropriate and she hasn't done anything wrong. Her messages were about the business, but also about buying things for John and making him food and bringing it to him. Messages that could have waited during business hours and not at 3 a.m. John says, well, I don't know her work schedule. Would you feel the same way if it was a man texting me? I expressed how I feel and I told him it was either her or me and that I wasn't going to keep doing this. I feel disrespected from both him and her. I asked him what is a woman's intentions texting a man that's in a relationship in the middle of the night. There is no good intentions in that. She wants you and everything she is doing shows it. He says it's all in my head and I'm coming up with things that are not there. He stated that he can't fire her because this is a family business and other family have control of the hiring. He doesn't have legit reasons to fire her and that she hasn't crossed any lines or been disrespectful. We agree that he would keep his distance from her while at work and he will tell me when she is there. He told me I wasn't allowed at the business if I couldn't get along with her because I will be putting him in a position he doesn't want to be in. A few weeks went by. He said it was stupid for him to tell me when Amy is at the business and he wasn't going to do it anymore. I asked if he even told the other family members and maybe they will understand what was going on. He said no because Amy hasn't done anything wrong. You want me to completely erase somebody that has done absolutely nothing. A few months ago I found out that the family members do know and my reasons were not good enough. More lies and secrets. John said, let's start fresh, but we don't ever bring this up again. I don't think it works that way, John. I'm triggered every time her name is mentioned. Every time he has a guy's trip, and I don't even go to the business as much as I used to. I told him, where's my respect, my value in all this, because all I see is you protecting her, but not our relationship. You want to keep the peace at work, but are creating war at home. Oy vey. This is a lot to unpack, man. So they moved in together three years ago. It's about six months after that, this started happening. So I know that girls get vibes, right? It's this way for guys too. People get vibes from other people. When you're in a relationship and you get a bad vibe from someone else, your partner is supposed to respect that if they respect you enough. They are supposed to respect that vibe and draw some kind of line, create some kind of boundary that your partner can be comfortable with. John isn't planning on creating those boundaries at all. In fact, he sleeping in the same room as Amy and immediately after that, them being a little bit more than buddy-buddy, her texting him at 3 a.m. Amy has to understand that texting him at 3 a.m. when he's in a relationship living with his girlfriend of multiple years now ain't cool. And she's probably doing that on purpose to cause problems. And if that is the case, then she's trying to cause problems because she does want Juan. I don't know why I have to say his name like that. Juan. He really could just be an idiot and 
not realize what's happening here, or he could just like the extra attention. The fact that he was shady about who is going on this trip in the first place, and then there ends up being this girl there, what he should have done if he respected you, OP, as soon as he found out this single girl was there and that other women were there would probably be to text him and let you know, like, hey, baby, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Again, this wasn't my trip. Here's what's going on. Here's what I plan to do to make sure that that there's no shady stuff going on. But he didn't care to do that at all. He just took a vacation to shady land and then came back and uh, brought some shady baggage with him and really doesn't appear to give a shit about how it affects your relationship at all. This could be him forcing you to dump him. So he's not the bad guy by breaking up with you. He's just creating situations that make the relationship toxic and basically set a timer on the explosion of this relationship so that he can be with Amy. That's a possible path here. It is slightly possible that there is nothing going on here and that Amy has a reason for messaging him at 3 a.m. However, unlikely, right? It's also possible that she is the saboteur here who's just trying to create problems for you. So there are multiple paths here. The majority of them are completely disrespectful to you, and John has been shady as F for all of this. So, John, why would you do that? You know better, John. I will not take this kind of disrespect at all. I value myself quite a bit more than that, you see. I don't know why you're still with this guy. I guess that's the big question, OP. Why? Why are you putting up with this, and why are you still with this guy? You say it's her or you. You created an ultimatum, but you didn't stick to it. She's still working there. You're still with him. He still talks to her. You're still with him. He won't let you know when she's working now. You're still with him. There's clearly some kind of thing going on there. Maybe talk to Amy. Try to clarify if your vibe is founded or if it's just all in your head. And I understand that's a tricky situation that will create some tension. But hell, if you really want to know, talk to Amy. Clear the air. Find out. Or just leave his ass. Most people in these situations, I think, stay in these situations because they're afraid of being alone. But how much pain are you willing to endure here? And is that more pain than you're going to endure with the change of being alone? You're staying with an asshole. And doing that to yourself makes you kind of an asshole to yourself. Quit allowing yourself to be stepped on here by someone who clearly doesn't respect your boundaries at all. Have enough respect for yourself to stand up and say, I will not do this anymore. I believe with my chin held up high. You deserve better, OP. I don't know if there's anything going on here or not, but clearly some boundaries have been stomped on and John doesn't really give a shit about it. So he could just be forcing you to dump him. So he's not the bad guy. And that's a pretty bad guy thing to do. Shady as F. This one is a follower submission from Casey. Thank you so much for sending this in. Casey, you can submit your Am I the Asshole story or your whatever story at reddit-setit.com and we will evaluate it and potentially do a video like this for it. Am I the asshole for not continuing to see a guy I was interested in because something I did made him uncomfortable? Question mark? I went to a foot soak spa with my family, mom, sister, and their spouses for my sister's birthday. We all added on massages to our foot soak. I snapped a pic to send to the guy I was seeing. Let's call the guy Mike. Mike thought it looked relaxing, and then asked if there was a male masseuse giving my sister a massage in the picture. I told him yes, and then Mike asked me if the same guy was going to give me a massage. At this point, the masseuse was already giving me a scalp, neck, and shoulder massage. I told Mike yes, and then he said, I have feelings about that, but we can talk about it later. I thought that was kind of weird, so I waited to talk to him later about it. Mike didn't say anything about it for two days, so I just asked him what his feelings were 
her about it. Mike said he would rather wait to have this talk when we were exclusive. We've only been on four dates. But he said he would talk about it if I wanted to. I told him I did want to talk about it. Mike said he didn't like the idea of a male masseuse with his hands on me for a prolonged amount of time. I began by telling him I was in a room with four members of my family. I was never alone with the male masseuse and that I was fully clothed for the scalp, neck, and shoulder massage. Mike still said this made him very uncomfortable and that I had a choice to tell the male masseuse that I would prefer a female instead. I told Mike that this would have put us all behind for our dinner reservations if I had done that, but nevertheless, I didn't see the problem with it. The male masseuse was a professional and wasn't inappropriate at all, plus I was in a room with my family the whole time. I then asked him if other things would bother him, like if I got a pedicure by a man or see a male doctor or dentist. He said he would have to look into pedicures because he doesn't know if he would feel comfortable with them massaging my lower legs, but a doctor slash dentist were professionals. I told Mike that a masseuse was also a professional. I even told Mike that I felt like this was kind of controlling. We never agreed on it, so we ended the conversation and went to bed. The next morning, Mike told me that he did some research on pedicures and that he was okay with a man giving me a pedicure at a nail salon. Mike, 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 Mike. I really didn't like that he was giving me permission for a pedicure. I tried to talk to him again about the issues, but he became upset about it. Mike would never give me a good reason why this bothered him so much. I started thinking back to the other things that made him uncomfortable. Mike said he didn't like me talking about male celebrities. For example, if my family or friends were talking about a show and the girls were saying which guys they would like, Mike would have a problem with me talking about the male celebrities. Okay, I should have done this a few minutes ago. Throw them red flags and throw some more. And then throw more again. Also, Mike said he didn't like being left on red in text messages. Said it made his anxiety go off. That if I couldn't respond right away, to leave eyeballs in the text. That way Mike would know I saw the text and would get back to him later. All of these insecurities started to add up and made me feel like Mike was kind of controlling and had some major insecurities. Just now. Just now at this point, you're realizing this. Girl. Mike could tell I wasn't talking or texting as much as I was before, so he asked if something was bothering me. I told him I didn't like our conversation from before and I needed to decide if I was okay. Okay with Mike's uncomfortableness, he said, okay. We didn't talk or text much over the week of Thanksgiving. I needed a little time to process it all, and I wanted to wait until after Thanksgiving to let him know. I told him there were some differences that I couldn't get past, and I didn't think I wanted to continue dating. Mike didn't like this, and began to let me know that he didn't think this was all insurmountable issues that we couldn't get past. Mike took a few jabs at my character and then wished me luck. Right after that, he blocked me on social media, not just unfriended me. I felt like I was very open with him on how I felt, but he didn't like what I had to say. I thought I had handled it well, but apparently he was hurt by it. Did I handle this well? Mikey's got some issues. This is apparent. We know this right now, right? I'm surprised it took you as long as it did to discover that he had issues or for those alarm bells or red flags to start a flying for you, but I think when you're dating people, you try to give them the benefit of the doubt until you've been to a point where you've been burned enough times you assume the worst in everyone, which might be where he's at. He might have been burned so many times that he's just doesn't trust anyone, including you, or doesn't trust any dude to be able to do anything for you and not make it sexual. Or maybe he's projecting, and maybe this is a him issue, where he has no self-control. And because he has no self-control, he assumes that other dudes don't have any self-control either, and that could be the source of the insecurity. It doesn't matter because it's not your fault, and you shouldn't be the one who has to pay for it for the rest of your life, right? But you would if you continued to date this guy or tried to push it any further. I don't think this is something that you can fix quickly and I think you weighed your options and ultimately you decided this wasn't something that you wanted to have to deal with
with for the rest of your life. It wasn't worth it, and you chose not to move on. I don't know how you expected him to handle that, but knowing what we know to this point about his insecurities, I think we could assume he would not handle it well. I'm actually surprised that he handled it as tamely as he did. I expected him to throw a much larger tantrum, you know, call you a s on social media, do some kind of stupid shit like that. But, you know, taking jabs at your character and then blocking you on social media is just one more instance of his insecurity popping up, right? He's so insecure that he can't be bothered to even see that you exist on social media. That sucks for him. And it sucks for you too, because those insecurities prevent you guys from being able to have a healthy relationship. And sans those insecurities, he might be an okay dude, and you might have had a long, fruitful relationship. But you will never know, because those insecurities are running his life. And like so many people that we see, they just let their insecurities control them instead of facing them and overcoming them. Do we know how old OP is here? We do not know how old OP is. So, kind of hard to comment on not knowing the ages here. He might be a young dude and insecurities are much more common in younger guys until they gain that wisdom. You got to earn your white beard as a dude. That's all I'm saying. You gain your wisdom. You do your nickel. And uh, over time, you learn not just how to be more secure with yourself, but you learn what's acceptable in relationships and how to trust other people. So one thing that I do think about this is that there was a certain point in my life where I realized that there was no point in being jealous you got to be careful with how you approach that because you want to value your partner. But jealousy is a dangerous thing. When fueled by insecurity, jealousy can take you to a really dark place and really destroy all of your relationships. And that's what's happening with this guy here. At some point, you have to realize that you have to fully trust the person that you're with because if they want to do something that indicates they don't want to be with you, then they don't want to be with you. And you are being jealous or controlling or possessive isn't going to change that. If they want to be with you, they'll be with you. If they don't, they won't. And that's all there is to it. And their actions will prove it, right? You aren't going to be able to change that by being possessive of them. If anything, being possessive or being insecure or being jealous is going to drive someone to take some kind of action that makes them choose to not be with you. So he's like a self-fulfilling prophecy here, which is really sad. And hopefully he gets over it someday. You are not an asshole in any way, shape, or form here, OP. I really hope that you were able to still enjoy your foot soak and your massages and getting your nails and stuff done and that uh, homeboy here didn't just shit on the whole time for you and ruin it. I hope you were still able to enjoy that. And you're going to be able to enjoy things more now that that dark cloud isn't hanging over you. So just move on and forget about it. And just take this as a lesson and try to recognize those red flags and those warning signs earlier so that you can put a stop to it and prevent that from ruining more things for you in the future. It's a learning experience for both of you. Hopefully, he actually grows from it. I doubt it, but maybe. You're not an asshole at all. Your ex-boyfriend here is on the ASCON scale. Let's try to figure out where he is. Where are you, boy? As a reminder, the ASCON scale is our scale of assholery. It's kind of like the DEFCON scale, where ASCON 1 is the worst, and it means no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. ASCON 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. ASCON 3 is you probably should have approached that differently. And ASCON 4 is you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. OP, as I mentioned here, you are not on the ASCON scale at all. You are an ASCON none, which we do have a meter and animation for so boop there you are ascon none your ex-boyfriend here he's somewhere between ascon one and ascon two here i don't think he's a terrible person i mean he's a douchebag 
We know that much. He's a douchebag because of his insecurities. We don't know why those insecurities exist. I'm going to give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt here and call him Ascon too. He definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make him a terrible person. It is going to ruin every relationship that he tries to enter into. So if this is a continuing pattern for him, he can easily bump up to Ascon 1. Maybe he's already there. I'm just trying to give him a chance to save himself. So hopefully he does. OP, you know what to look out for now. That is a major, major red flag insecurity, jealousy, controlling. Either it's him and he's projecting this or he's been burned in the past or he's really just that insecure at his core. So either way, it doesn't matter. You don't have to deal with it anymore. So go find you another man. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.